Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you don't use dating apps, it's common knowledge that anytime you go out in public ever is a possible mating experience. That's, that's common knowledge. That's old news. We know, okay? Anytime you go out, it's possible this could be your time, right? Okay, so tell me why every time I go out, I, I'm feeling it, right? Put on a dress, hair's done, I got it going on, I'm feeling cute. I'm like, all right, let's do this, right? It could just be me running errands, nothing special but I'm popping over places left and right. You know what I'm saying? I don't so much as make eye contact with somebody, let alone have someone come up to me asking for my number. Everyone on dating apps, the online thing, that's you. That's all you get it, girlfriend. You get that. You know what I'm saying? You do that online thing. But for everyone else who wants a normal type of relationship, we, when's it our turn? What, where is this happening? Where are people meeting each other? I'm not kidding. And it's such a deflating feeling when you're done your errands and you're going home and you're just in your car, still looking cute, but not feeling cute anymore. No, you don't because nothing happened. Not one person came up to you telling you you're so beautiful, I wanna take you out. That didn't happen, did it? No. So now what? When's it our turn, okay? I'm done. What's going on, my friend? Thank you for tuning in to Real English Radio. I am your host, Tony Kaizen. And today's episode is about dating, but not hookup culture, not the dating apps and all that shit. Dating for people who consider themselves a bit more traditional, let's say. You know, not interested in Tinder or Bumble or Hinge or going to bars and clubs and hooking up in the one night stands and all that shit. Some people who who want something a bit more substantial. They want something real, you know, a real relationship. That is the topic of today's episode. Now, this young lady, Francesca, is basically complaining about the experience or her experience with modern dating and how oftentimes she'll leave the house looking good, all dressed up, you know, feeling herself and shit. And she almost never comes home having interacted with another person or been approached by somebody or had any flirtatious interaction or anything like that, you know, which I'm sure is something that many of us 
can relate to on some level. So before we get any deeper into the topic, as always, I'm going to go back to the beginning of this clip and play it bit by bit just to make sure you understand all the nouns, verbs, and adjectives. All right. Do you guys anticipate that? Like, I've, I notice I say it all the time. The nouns, verbs, and adjectives. Is that something you anticipate? I wonder how that sounds to you. Is it like, oh, he used his catchphrase. <laughs> or is it like, Jesus fucking Christ, again, with the nouns, verbs, and adjectives. Just get on with the fucking show. Um, I don't know. Somebody let me know. Somebody give me some feedback. Because <laughs> I noticed, like, I'll be listening to certain podcasts or watching YouTube videos. And you start to anticipate the person using whatever becomes their catchphrase, you know? Um, anyway, I don't even know why that was on my mind right now. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on with the show before this shit falls off the rails. So let me go back to the beginning of this clip and explain a few things. If you don't use dating apps, it's common knowledge that anytime you go out in public ever, is a possible mating experience. That's, that's common knowledge. That's old news. That's old news, right? It's common knowledge that anytime you go out in public, it's a possible mating experience. Now, to mate, that word describes when uh, two members of a species come together, they fornicate. <laughs> they have sex to, they procreate. You know what I mean? They procreate. That's what it means to mate. So a possible mating experience means a chance to find a mate, a partner, a life partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Right. So it's a possible mating experience. That's common knowledge. That's old news. Now, the term old news is uh, I mean, I guess you can consider it slang. It's just, you know, it's an expression that means it's something that's widely known. It's no longer considered novel information. You know what I mean? It's like we've known that for a very long time. That's old news. We've known that for a long time. That's really all she's saying. If you don't use dating apps, it's common knowledge that anytime you go out in public ever is a possible mating experience. That's, that's common knowledge. That's old news. We know, okay? Anytime you go out, it's possible this could be your time, right? Okay, so tell me why every time I go out, I, I'm feeling it, right? Put on a dress, hair's done, I got it going on, I'm feeling cute. I'm like, all right, let's do this, right? <laughs> Okay, so she moves on with her with her idea and she says, okay, we know that every time you go out, it's a possible mating experience. This could be your time. Every time you go out, it could be your moment, finally, to find a person. So tell me why every time I go out, I'm feeling it, right? I'm feeling it. What she means when she says that, it, it just means that she's feeling very positive, very confident. She's got a good vibe going on. And um, she's feeling good about herself, feeling good about the day. Because imagine when you get dressed up, looking nice, whatever you put on to look nice or feel nice. Um, and then you are about to go out that day, knowing that you look good, feeling good about your appearance. You know, you just naturally feel better. When you look good, you feel good. You know, isn't that what they say? So you're looking good. You look in the mirror. You're like, God damn, what a handsome young man or what a gorgeous woman or whatever. However you talk to yourself, right? You're feeling it. You're feeling good. Got a nice vibe going on. You're feeling confident. And then she says she puts on a dress. Her hair is done. And then she says, I got it going on. Let me play it again. Wow. I, I'm feeling it, right? Put on a dress. Hair is done. I got it going on. I'm feeling cute. I got it going on. I'm feeling cute. To have it going on in this context just means to be... 
to be very attractive. You possess some kind of attractive quality or really a really attractive style or something like that. You just have this particular, you just emit confidence because you are stylish or you're very attractive. You know what I'm saying? That chick has got it going on or damn, he's got it going on. It just means she looks really, really good. That's basically what it means. So she says, let me go back to her actual words. I'm feeling it, right? Put on a dress, hair is done. I got it going on. I'm feeling cute. I'm like, all right, let's do this. So hopefully now that makes more sense. Let's play it again. Right? Okay. So tell me why every time I go out, I, I'm feeling it, right? Put on a dress, hair is done. I got it going on. I'm feeling cute. I'm like, all right, let's do this, right? It could just be me running errands. Nothing special. All right, it could, it could just be me running errands, nothing special. You might already know this, but just in case you don't, to run errands. It just means to do a bunch of like routine tasks or accomplish a bunch of tasks that you have to do but don't necessarily want to do. And they're typically outside of your home. Like chores typically are inside the home. Cleaning the kitchen and the bathroom, taking out the trash and mopping the floors and dusting and all that these are household chores that you might do every weekend or something like that but errands to run errands means to not literally but figuratively figuratively run out of the house and go do a bunch of stuff like take this letter to the post office go get groceries i don't know pick up some food for the dog or whatever you're just out of the house doing a bunch of stuff that you have to do but it's not recreational activities you're not going out to have fun you're going out to fucking handle business accomplish shit you know, so she's saying it could just be me running errands, nothing special. So she's dressed up. She's looking good. Just going to get some groceries or going to the post office or something. Nothing special, but blah, blah, blah. And we're about to hear what comes next. All right. Here we go. Yes, hair's done. I got it going on. I'm feeling cute. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Right. It could just be me running errands. Nothing special, but I'm popping over places left and right. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm popping over places left and right. Literally, that makes no sense, especially if you haven't heard somebody speak like that before. So to pop over to someplace, it just means to visit someplace. It's just more of a colloquial way of expressing that idea. And then popping over to multiple places, you might hear people say like bouncing from place to place, popping from place to place. This idea, just imagine a ball, a basketball, bouncing from one location to another. Boom, 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 left and right, left and right all over the city or all over the neighborhood or something like that. That's basically what she's describing. She's saying, I'm popping over to places left and right. Another way of saying that is I'm going, I'm going here, I'm going over there, I'm going there, I'm going to all these different places. I'm popping over to places left and right. That's the idea. So she says, I'm popping over to places left and right. You know what I'm saying? I don't so much as, oh, I haven't played that part yet. Hang on a second. me running errands nothing special but i'm popping over places left and right you know what i'm saying i don't so much as make eye contact with somebody let alone have someone come up to me asking for my number okay i don't so much as make eye contact with somebody let alone have someone come up to me asking for my number so there's three things i want to explain the first one so much as i don't so much as make eye contact with somebody this is a more advanced phrase that doesn't make any type of literal sense. I don't so much as make eye contact. But we use this phrase to emphasize 
the very, very small degree of something. Like to a very limited extent. So I don't so much as make eye contact. Like if we're talking about dating and meeting people in the streets and exchanging numbers and et cetera, the smallest degree of that type of stuff would be making eye contact with somebody, right? That's where it all starts. So she's saying, I don't even do that. Because what she wants is the, the full interaction. Meet somebody, get complimented, exchange numbers, whatever. But to start that interaction, you need to make eye contact. And she doesn't even so much as do that. She doesn't even, that's another way of saying it, really. I don't even make eye contact with somebody. Let alone, <clears throat> excuse me, let alone have somebody approach me and ask for my number. So let alone is another phrase that's used to indicate something that's even less likely than what was previously mentioned. So let's go back to the actual sentence. I don't so much as make eye contact with somebody, let alone have someone come up to me. So I, you know, there's barely even a chance that I make eye contact with somebody. And what's even less likely is that somebody approaches me, that somebody comes up to me, which is basically the same thing, and asks me for my number. Okay, so I barely even do this. And what's even less likely is this. So let me play that whole thing one more time. But I'm popping over places left and right. You know what I'm saying? I don't so much as make eye contact with somebody, let alone have someone come up to me asking for my number. Okay, so hopefully now it's a bit more clear in the, the complete context what those two phrases mean. I don't so much as do this, let alone do that. This is already unlikely. And then this second thing is even less likely is what she's saying. So basically what she's trying to emphasize here is like when she leaves the house, there's no social interaction taking place. She's not making eye contact. She's not getting approached by anybody. It's just fucking, you know, six feet of distance or one meter or whatever the fuck it was for you guys. Six feet of, <laughs> six feet of distance from everybody in her environment whenever she goes out. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing popping off. There's no sparks flying, no butterflies and fucking rainbows. And Prince Charming's popping up here and there. There's none of that shit. Okay, that's the idea that's being emphasized here. Okay. All right, let's continue. I don't so much as make eye contact with somebody, let alone have someone come up to me asking for my number. Everyone on dating apps, the online thing, that's you. That's all you get it, girlfriend. You get that. You know what I'm saying? You. <laughs> okay. So everybody on the dating apps doing the online thing, that's you. That's all you that's all you bro no it's all you what 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 we mean when we say that is like that particular choice you're making that particular lifestyle you're living or that behavior you're exhibiting or that thing you want to do if that's what you want to do then fucking go for it man it's like a way of encouraging somebody or emphasizing that you know if that's what you want then that's what you should have that's all you bro if you want to do the online dating thing that's all you and it's you're all you're also emphasizing the fact that it's it's for that person and not necessarily for you. So if you don't really like the dating apps idea and you don't want to meet people in that way, if you tell your friend who is interested in that idea, if you say that's all you, you're emphasizing the fact that I'm not judging you. If that's what you want to do, then go for it. But that's not necessarily for me. That's all you, right? And then right after that, she says, get it, girlfriend. I can't even say it the way she said it. I'm going to just play it again. 
That's you. That's all you get it, girlfriend. You get that. You know what I'm saying? You do that online thing. Get it, girlfriend. This is like a, this is certainly an expression of encouragement or support for a friend. More, more than likely used amongst women. Like guys don't typically say shit like that. You know, get it, boyfriend. You you get it, boyfriend. Like we don't, you know. I mean, if you say that amongst your friends, like whatever. I'm just saying like typically in my experience, I've never heard a guy speak like that. We don't like get it, girlfriend. Typically girls say that to each other. And they're just saying it's like a way of encouraging each other to do whatever they're doing or obtain whatever they're trying to obtain. You get it, girlfriend. It's just a, a form of encouragement. It doesn't have any like any deeper literal meaning. So hopefully that made some kind of sense. All right, so let's continue. Everyone on dating apps, the online thing, that's you. That's all you get it, girlfriend. You get that. You know what I'm saying? You do that online thing. But for everyone else who wants a normal type of relationship, we, when's it our turn? What, where is this happening? Where are people meeting each other? I'm not kidding. And it's such a deflating feeling when you're done your errands and you're going home and you're just in your car, still looking cute, but not feeling cute anymore. No, you don't because nothing happened. All right. So she goes on to say it's such a deflating feeling, a deflating feeling, right? The literal sense of deflate refers to an object that's full of air and then something ruptures or punctures that object and then the air starts to escape through the, the hole that has been left in the object. So the simplest example I could give you is imagine you have a soccer ball or a basketball or a football which is typically full of air. You need it to be full of air to be able to use it properly. So you inflate the ball. You pump the air into the ball. You're inflating it until it becomes fully inflated or like a car tire, same thing. And then if it gets punctured, if something leaves a small hole in that ball or the car tire, it's going to deflate. All the air is going to escape through that hole. Now, in this context, speaking more figuratively, a deflating feeling, just imagine you're a giant ball and if you're inflated completely, you're feeling good. You're feeling positive. You're confident. Your fucking chest is pu pushed out and shit. You're feeling good. And then after a day of shopping, being out in the city, popping over to places left and right, you're looking good. You're feeling cute. You know what I'm saying? Nobody talks to you. You don't even make eye contact with somebody attractive. And you're on your way back home just feeling deflated. Right? Like all that confidence was just sucked out of you. You know, it's like you're a balloon and somebody just popped you. And all your shit is all that confidence is just gone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the feeling she's describing. It's like you start the day looking good, feeling cute, in a good mood or whatever. And you come home like, damn, not a single person was interested. Not a single person spoke to me like, this fucking sucks. You still look good, but you don't feel good anymore. Right? So that's what she's describing. And it's such a deflating feeling when you're done your errands and you're going home and you're just in your car, still looking cute, but not feeling cute anymore. No, you don't, because nothing happened. Not one person came up to you telling you you're so beautiful, I wanna take you out. That didn't happen, did it? No. So now what? When's it our turn, okay? I'm done. Okay, the last thing I'll explain is what she said at the end. She said she's describing that deflating feeling, right? You know, still looking cute, but not feeling cute because nothing happened. Not one person approached you saying, you're so beautiful. I want to take you out. 
Now the phrase, I just realized this as I was speaking, <laughs> as I'm speaking right now, I'm realizing that take you out can mean at least two things. In this context, it just means to take someone on a date, to take someone out. If, uh, if you say, I want to take you out, what you're communicating is that you want to take this person on a date. Now, in a completely different context, to take somebody out means to murder them. <laughs> so context is everything, isn't it? Because, you know, uh, if you pay a hitman, which is a professional murderer, um, somebody that gets paid to murder other people, if you pay a professional hitman to take someone out, it means you pay that hitman to kill that person. They took him out, you know. They iced that motherfucker. They iced him. Um... What are some other slang terms for kill? Why are we talking about murder? It has nothing to do with this episode, does it, Tone? No, sir, it does not. Let's stay on topic. <laughs> so hopefully now the whole clip is much more clear. It's only like a minute 20. I'll play it one more time from start to finish. And then I really don't have too much to say about this. I just have some questions for y'all. All right. I want to get down to the bottom of what y'all think about this. Okay, so let me go ahead and play this clip one more time. If you don't use dating apps, it's common knowledge that anytime you go out in public ever is a possible mating experience. That's, that's common knowledge. That's old news. We know, okay? Anytime you go out, it's possible this could be your time, right? Okay, so tell me why every time I go out, I, I'm feeling it, right? Put on a dress, hair's done, I got it going on, I'm feeling cute. I'm like, all right, let's do this, right? It could just be me running errands. Nothing special. But I'm popping over places left and right. You know what I'm saying? I don't so much as make eye contact with somebody, let alone have someone come up to me asking for my number. Everyone on dating apps, the online thing, that's you. That's all you get it, girlfriend. You get that. You know what I'm saying? You do that online thing. But for everyone else who wants a normal type of relationship, we, when's it our turn? What, where is this happening? Where are people meeting each other? I'm not kidding. And it's such a deflating feeling when you're done your errands and you're going home and you're just in your car, still looking cute, but not feeling cute anymore. No, you don't, because nothing happened. Not one person came up to you telling you you're so beautiful, I wanna take you out. That didn't happen, did it? No. So now what? When's it our turn, okay? I'm done. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, my friends, how was it the second time around? Was it much easier to understand? I certainly hope so. I hope my ability to explain the things you're hearing is um, is up to par. You know what I'm saying? I hope it's on point. I hope that you are actually learning 
you keep listening, don't you? So you must be learning something, right? Um, but anyway, let's move on because what's interesting to me, I'm looking now at this clip that I just played for you. And at the time I saved the clip, it had 154,000 likes on TikTok, 3,183 comments, 10,300 saves or bookmarks or whatever you call it and over 5,000 shares. And the reason I'm highlighting that is because clearly there are a lot of people out there that, you know, are feeling the same way that can empathize with what Francesca is saying. You know what I mean? Um, which is why I wanted to share this, this topic or this, uh, this clip with you guys, because I find that regardless of your age, certainly younger people, but regardless of your age these days, Maybe even more so as you get older, right? Because as you become an adult, it becomes even harder to meet new people. And I say hard for lack of a better word. It becomes, um, what's a better way to say that? You just feel that you have less time and fewer options to get out of your house and actually meet people and form meaningful relationships, not just some, some artificial online shit where you guys text every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like a, a, a legit relationship is what I'm talking about. Because after you leave school, after you graduate from college, if you go, you're just working a job, most likely. And those are the people that you spend the most time with. That's where you typically try to make friends. Or you're going out to bars and clubs, which is not for everybody. That's not really my type of thing. I'm not going out to a bunch of different bars and clubs. That's not my idea of a fun Friday night, you know? Or like the ideal way to meet people. But as an adult, that's like the, you know, the main place you would go on a Friday or Saturday night. You're going to go out to where people are drinking and socializing. Um, and other than that, or maybe you play like you do some recreational activity. You're on a sports team or <laughs> you're in some kind of book club or some shit like that. But other than that, most people that I know don't really have much of a social life. And after work... They're too tired to do anything or go anywhere. And on the weekends, they just want to fucking chill and don't even really want to be around a bunch of people. You know, I guess if you're extroverted, then it's different. But I'm just saying, as you get older, especially into your 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond, it's like, where are you going to meet new people? How are you going to make friends? It has to be through some kind of like shared interest because otherwise or, or you're just like approaching people in the streets you know what I'm saying? And you just know how to fucking go from complete stranger to friend like that. I don't know. I really don't know. But where are you going to fucking meet people? So anyway, getting back to what I was saying, I find that at all ages, this is something that we all can relate to on some level. It's like, where are people meeting other people? You know, especially if you're not interested in dating apps or bars and clubs and hookup culture and stuff like that. Just making platonic friends. Or finding a romantic partner, like she's talking about in her um, her video clip. Where are you going to go? You know? And getting on to my question, this is really, this is, I like this clip for many reasons, but one of them is because I've always been curious about how and why things changed when it comes to dating rituals. Because I could be wrong about this, but it's my understanding that in the past, women would at least take the initiative to signal to a man 
that he had the green light to approach her. And when I say the green light, I'm talking like imagine driving on a street. There's a stoplight with red, yellow, and green. Red means stop, yellow means slow down, green means go. To have the green light basically means you have the approval to move forward, literally and figuratively. So to give you an example, I don't know if they actually did this. This is just something I heard. But in the past, at least in the U.S., if a woman was like in the streets and she walked by a man that she found attractive, a man that she would like to approach her, she would like women used to carry what we call handkerchiefs or pocket squares. And so she would take out her handkerchief and drop it on the ground in front of that man and just keep walking. And the man, being a gentleman, would look down at the handkerchief immediately without even really thinking about it, pick it up, and then chase after her. Excuse me, miss, you dropped this. Oh, did I drop that? How silly of me. Oh, thank you so much. You are such a kind young gentleman. Oh, yes, I am. Yes, I am. I am a kind young gentleman. I'm quite strong and intelligent, too. Mm-hmm. Would you like to know more about that? Oh, yes, I would love to know more about that. I don't normally drop my handkerchief. I just, I must have been so, so careless. It was so careless of me to drop that. Oh, yeah, you got to be careful. You know, you, you got to have a strong man by your side to watch out for that kind of thing. You know, be your eyes and ears and your protector and buy you dinner and shit like that. You know, I, I could, I could be that. I could be that guy if you, uh. If, if you're interested, oh, I would, I would just love that. I would just, I don't fucking know, dude. I don't know how those conversations went down. I don't know how they talk back in the fucking 50s. I'm just saying that I have the understanding that there used to be some type of fucking unspoken rule or some etiquette. You know what I'm saying? Because the, like ladies, this is what I'm, I'm asking you. Have you ever put yourself in the position of a young man who has to approach woman after woman after woman after woman and get rejected time after time after time after time. That's something that most ladies won't really have to experience very often, at least in comparison to the rate at which a young man has to experience that. And the reason I'm asking that is because I've heard so many young women complaining that they don't get approached by men anymore. But at the same time, like, I just wonder, have you put yourself in the shoes of a young man who's now afraid to approach because of being called a creep or a weirdo or, or something like that, or trying to be charismatic or trying to make a joke, but he's nervous and it comes out wrong. He says something that offends you or that just sounds weird. Now he's a sexist or a misogynist. And then you're going to record him and tell all your friends and put it online and all this shit like he's afraid of that type of stuff or he's been watching a bunch of bullshit on tiktok of young women saying stop approaching women you don't know don't talk to women you don't know stop approaching us at the gym stop approaching us at the mall stop approaching us at the grocery store don't look at us or talk to us on the train we just want to get to where we're going so a, young, a lot of young men are just confused it's like well can i approach or can i not well, what the fuck is going on here and if you're already lacking confidence to begin with you're looking for any reason not to approach that woman so you add on the social, I'll call it confusion for lack of a better term, these conflicting social dialogues or opinions. And as a young man, you don't know which one is accurate. You're just like, well, I'm just not going to talk to any women. But ladies, I'm just, I'm just saying, have you considered, I'm asking, have you considered maybe going back to like a more traditional way of letting a man know that he has the green light? Because typically speaking, a woman is not going to approach a man, right? 
Like, ladies, when was the last time you were in the streets and you saw an attractive man and you approached him and started a conversation with him? When was the last time you did that? Have you ever done that? And I guess another question is, under what circumstances would you do that? Under what circumstances would you feel comfortable approaching a man with romantic intentions? I'm genuinely curious, so please, Alejandra, if you're listening, Eloisa, if you're listening, ladies, please. Um, I, need this, I need answers to this question. Under what circumstances would you feel comfortable approaching a man? Um, and would you consider a more traditional idea like the one I just described? Because again, getting back to my point, a lot of guys might not know how to read what you think of as signals, right? Because a lot of times I'll talk to girls and they'll say, well, guys are just so fucking dumb and clueless. Why can't you take a hint? Why can't you see the obvious clues that I'm leaving for you? And just fucking do what I want you to do. <laughs> Why can't you read my mind, you fucking idiot? Like a lot of girls talk that way, at least ones that I've talked to. And um, as for me, I just think it's maybe they struggle to put themselves in the shoes of the other person in the interaction of, of the young man who maybe just never learned how to read those cues. Or maybe as a woman, you're unaware that every woman has different cues. It could depend on the culture the country, the neighborhood, the whatever, you know, the region, whatever. It could depend. Things could change from place to place. And so maybe uh, being a bit more direct or uh, obvious. I'm not saying you have to approach the man. If that's what you want to do, fucking go for it. If that's not, then don't do it. I'm just saying, if you're complaining about not being approached, why don't you make it more clear to the person you're actually interested in that it's okay to approach, you know? I don't know. I'm just asking the question. Have you thought about this? Or what do you think about this? Because um, I find that a lot of potential relationships never get formed just because of miscommunication or a lack of communication, you know? Both people are interested, but neither one speaks to the other. And there's no clear signals that one wants to be spoken to, so neither one of them make the first move. And typically, if, if you're a man and you don't make the first move, then no moves are being made, dog. So I find that, or I imagine, I shouldn't say I find, I imagine a lot of potential relationships just don't happen, you know? So those are two questions I got for you, ladies. Like, you know, are you using clear signals to make it obvious that you're okay with being approached by this person? If not, why? And the second one is, under what circumstances would you feel comfortable approaching people? Because it's easy to complain that nobody approached you, but why, if you want something, why don't you, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe I think like that because I'm a guy. I don't know. I don't know. That's why I need y'all feedback. Please let me know what you think about this topic because uh, it just seems dumb, doesn't it? It seems fucking dumb that so many people identify with the problem and then everybody continues to leave the house and talk to no one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man, that's like the internet in, in with one example is just like complain about it and then do nothing about it. That's what the internet is for, isn't it? <laughs> and the last question I got is, um, 
a more philosophical question, if you will. And that question is, should we be looking for love or letting it come to us? Should we be looking for it or letting it come to us? What I mean when I ask that question is, should we be actively pursuing relationships, getting out there, going to bars and clubs, bookstores, cafes, parks, whatever, and actively trying to meet people and find a partner? Or should we instead focus on our career, becoming financially stable, emotionally stable, enjoying our youth, having fun, traveling if we can, developing different skills, not worrying too much about dating because it can really be an addictive distraction. Which one is better? I don't know. Should we just let, the th let things happen? Let things come to us, right? Just go about, go about our lives, just living every day, not really focused on or paying attention to anyone else. And not necessarily being isolated, but just paying attention to yourself, living your life. And then if somebody happens to cross paths with you, somebody happens to walk into your life great but if it doesn't happen oh well it's not meant to be is that a better way of approaching love or romantic relationships or even friendships i don't know i don't know because there are multiple arguments for both approaches like some people will say you don't want to be 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 and not not have found your partner already like it's better that you find your partner as early as possible you guys commit to each other and then you build your lives together the sooner you start that process the better because then you have more time to actually decide do you want kids more time to become financially stable before you have those kids you start your family earlier which means you're younger and you can be more physically active with your kids you have more energy and then by the time you're 50 or 60 your kids are adults by the time you're 70 or 80, you got fucking grandkids potentially and you can just enjoy every stage of life. You have more time to enjoy what we know of as the traditional stages of life. Let me say it that way. And if you wait until 35 to start looking for a partner, there are just some people who believe a lot of the good partners are already taken because <laughs> they already found their person or the dating market is so much harder because... You know, at 35, the options just seem a lot. You seem to have fewer options than when you did at uh, or than what you had at 25 or 20, for example, you know, because there's a bunch of 20, 25 and 28 year olds that look a lot better than you. And they're probably a lot less experienced, a um, lot less uh, miles on the machine, if you know what I'm <laughs> If you know what I'm getting at. So, you know, it's just, it just is what it is. But on the other hand, some people will say there's no reason to rush into all that. And you should just let life happen the way it happens. You don't have to be married by 30 and kids by 35 and a six-figure job by 42 and, and all that. You don't have to hit these milestones that have been determined by somebody else because your life is unique. So generally speaking, and this is what Jordan Peterson talks about a lot. Like if you don't know how to live life, Generally speaking, you should just do what everybody else does. You should get a job. You should probably start a family. You should probably live a traditional lifestyle because it's worked for thousands of years, so it'll probably work for you too. But on the other hand, you are an individual and not everything that tr the traditional society says you should do is actually what's best for you. 
So there still needs to be some type of discretion. You know, you still have your hands on the wheel, so to speak. And so you also have to decide. That's one aspect of deciding how you want to live. Am I going to try and set everything up early and look for a partner and look for something serious and settle down to build my stable life with one person? Or am I just going to have fun, date a little bit, travel around, not take anything too seriously, have some casual sex, figure out myself and what I like and who I want to be, and then get serious, look for a partner, try to settle down and become an adult, right? Quote unquote adult. I don't know. I don't know. I go back and forth with shit like this on which one is better, which one I should be doing, but you know, I don't know. I'm curious to know what y'all think though. Those are my three questions. Like, are, are we ever going to establish international signals, international dating signals? You know, when you're in this country, this is how you know she's interested or he's interested. In this country, this is how it's done. Like, whatever. I don't know. I just think it would be so much more simple if that's the case. Like, ladies, if you don't want to approach, just make it clear you want to be approached so that there's no guesswork. After that, like, you don't have to do shit. You could literally just say, hey, how you doing to a dude? And he'll take it from there. He'll take, we'll take it from there, you know, just make it clear that you're interested and we'll, we'll fucking take it from there. <laughs> you don't have to do anything else. Just relax, you know, but you, we're not going to fucking put our foot on the gas if the light is red. All right. Not going to do that. Some guys don't give a fuck literally and figuratively. Hopefully you get this analogy. Some people just green light, yellow light, red light, foot is pedal to the metal all the way down, full speed ahead. You know, but a lot of people are not going to put their foot on the gas until they get the green light. So would you be open to establishing a green light so that you no longer have the problem of going out, looking cute, feeling good, but not being approached like you want to be approached? That's question number one. Number two is under what circumstances would you feel comfortable and confident approaching a man? Because I think we can all agree this is not something that happens every day. Um... And whether you're, you know, whatever you think about that is up to you to decide. But that's my question. And then number three is, should we be looking for love, actively pursuing these relationships? Or should we just live life and let things happen? Because love isn't something that you can force. But you can give yourself the best possible chance to, to find a person that you can develop it with. You can do that. So... I'm asking, should you even go that far or should you just live your life and fuck it? Whatever happens, happens. So those are my three questions for you, my friend. Please hit me up and let me know what you think. Start a thread on Discord or whatever you got to do, man. But I'd like to talk more about this one with y'all. All right. Now, if you enjoy this podcast and you want to learn more effectively with each episode, if you want to get transcripts of the episodes, PDF vocabulary guides explaining the advanced words and phrases with examples and things like that, quizzes to test your comprehension, if you want access to bonus episodes as well, and our private Discord server where you can practice your English with me and other members of this community, then all you got to do is click the link in the description of this episode, sign up on Patreon, and you'll get access to all those benefits. And you'll be supporting this podcast, my friend. So if that sounds interesting to you, click the link in the description and sign up. It'll take like three or four minutes. And if you have any questions, feel free, send me a message or email me at englishwithkaizen at gmail.com just in case you're confused about anything about the benefits or how it works or anything like that. All right. But that's all I got for you, my friend. Thank you so much as always for your time 
and your attention. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Real English Radio. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen. Mm. So, peace.